Hello, everyone. We've got Reto Shegg from HealthBank Cooperative. He's the CEO. We're really talking about some interesting stuff about health data, this personal health data. It's such an important topic of conversation. Uh, you really don't want to miss this conversation. If, if you're a person, <laughs> you need to watch this show. Welcome to the Your Mark on the World show with your champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. This episode is made possible via the support of our sponsors, including Johnson & Johnson's Caring Crowd. Reto, welcome to the show. Hi, Devin. Great to be here. We appreciate you joining us all the way from Austria this morning. It's a pleasure to have you here. Tell us about HealthBank Cooperative. Um, so, so HealthBank is a you know a people-owned health data transaction platform. This sounds a little bit technical, but what it is in principle is that you, as a as a individual, can manage your personal health data yourself, and you are able to share that and and reuse data that is already existing for your personal health treatment. Give us some examples to help us think through this technology. Let's say just just one one example. Uh, you might have done an elective surgery, and today normally it's like that that you get some kind of genome testing for uh, pain treatment optimization and stuff like that. Um, this data is some kind of collected in the hospital, and it would be an easy task to uh, to store that data on your behalf and then use it just for a new algorithm for let's say optimization of nutrition or pharmacogenetic testing. But today, this is not possible because normally you don't get this data and you are not able to reuse that data in a different context because we are stored in silos from you know, the service providers. And that's exactly what we, we want to change. You know? And it seems to me that uh, vast amounts of data about our health are being kept. Uh, their privacy rules vary from country to country, but most of us don't have access to all of our records. Uh, would the, the Health Bank Cooperative Plan address that? Yeah, exactly. You know, where, where I think there are two pieces why it's important that there is a, an independent data storage for health data. The first one is that typically, even so you want to collect health data, then the healthcare system uh, doesn't think of health data the same way as you do because you know if you are thinking of prevention or even lifestyle uh, this kind of data for you personally might is is relevant health data but for the healthcare system it's just you know mris and 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 x-ray and stuff like that that's the first part and then the second part uh, is uh, even so in in europe where is gdpr uh, in place this data privacy rule um, and in principle you are able to get your data it's it's not worth anything because you are not able to to deal with it and to manage it at the way that it can be accessed uh, uh, in a in a in a good way or in an easy way and therefore it needs um, some kind of a platform where you are able to easily reuse data get access for for your doctor or even for another application and that's that's what uh, what we do and I think. Um, where there are other systems, of course, like national healthcare systems, but they have particular interests. And, uh, you know, I, I know the situation in Europe quite, quite well, but I think it's the same in the US. 
healthcare provider, they don't want to share data if they don't have to, because it's a very good source of, uh, of you know, getting money and also keeping keeping control of the patient. So it's, it's a good customer lock-in, to be honest. Yeah. So are you um, in the healthcare, the health bank cooperative model, uh, what do I do with my data? Is there a way for me to monetize it as part of the the cooperative data pool? But is there that if I do that, am I giving up all that privacy I've been so excited to get? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, in principle, there are two ways you can use your data. So you know, and the reason why it's a cooperative uh, to start with that is. We say not just the data belongs to the user, even the organization belongs to them. So therefore, a cooperative model is something which is very well known in, in Switzerland. So it only can be owned by individuals and anyone has just one vote. So having that is, means that you are really under control um, of your data. And that, that means, of course, that um, you are also able to use that data for your personal treatment, but you are also able to share that. And now whether you want to donate it for, let's say, academic research or for research for uh, orphan diseases, or whether you want to sell it to a company that builds a health app and wants to train a new algorithm or for, for uh, commercial research, it's up to you. So what we are building is on that side, we call it a data marketplace so that you are able to get asked whether you want to share data and then also um, where is the possibility that you can be paid for that. <clears throat> interesting, interesting. So uh, you have, uh, I think, 270,000 people participating in the co-op right now. Is that right? Uh, exactly. We have uh, about 2,700 uh uh, sorry, 270,000 uh, registered users. And uh, main main part of that users, they are using Health Bank through health apps. So it's not the idea that we have the direct link always to the user so, so that the user just has to type in his data himself, but that health apps are connected to our platform. So the data feed is done automatically. <clears throat> And uh, this data is uh, sort of like Fitbit type data, is that right? It's, it's you know, it's from, from Fitbit. Uh, you know, we have, a, we have a connector that connects about 200,000 variables. On the other side, it's also um, personal health information like, um, you know, x-rays and, and, and uh, lab results. We have uh, an interface for medication plans, which where is a quite a, well-established standard in Europe where you can scan a two-dimensional barcode on your medication plan and then get that. Uh, we have one app that is um, collecting, uh, let's say, a pain diary. Uh, so it's, it's all this historical pain tracking on, uh, yeah. on one side. And, uh, you know, one app we have where um, um, you can play video games and based on these games, uh, the company can detect whether you have some uh, diseases like, uh, you know, uh, early Alzheimer detection or stuff like that. And of course, because that is very sensitive data, this company decided not to store the data themselves, but to store it in Health Bank. <clears throat> now, are you using a blockchain technology for securing this data? Um, 
<laughs> this is a good question. Yes and no. So we don't store the data on a blockchain because that doesn't make sense. It's technically doesn't make sense. But what we are doing, we are completely encrypting the data from your device. So if you if you register in Health Bank, you create a private key, and that's the only key that is able to um, um, encrypt and then also share the data. And based on that, we have built a platform where we can go step by step, completely decentralized. And uh, uh, so, so we have now like a centralized version of a decentralized uh, architecture. So, and the reason for that is, uh, first of all, we didn't want to deal with the complexity of decentralized systems uh, for now. And the second thing is we think quite a lot of these frameworks, we are not ready uh, to be used on abroad already now. So we have everything prepared that we can go completely decentralized. But for now we have used, you know, private public key encryption and put all these uh, keys on a ledger so that we have a, like an audit trail on who had access to what data, but we are doing that in a, let's say, classic or, or private uh, ledger, which is not a public ledger for now. Well, Reto, this isn't your first rodeo. What are you most proud of having accomplished in your career? Um, you know, I, I cannot say that it's health bank because it's not, I would not say that it's established because we are still, you know, uh, not writing black figures, but, but in principle, it's, it's quite close to that. You know, I did a few quite big e-health projects. So I was in, you know, in, in big consultancy companies, uh, uh dealing with business units and, uh, in, it, it is, let's say this kind of doing a big project, but not for the purpose of a big corporate or for the purpose of even a government, but it's for the purpose of, let's say, people. And, and this is, I think, the, the part which, which uh, also some kind of was for me the, the driver to do that. You know, I'm not a founder, um, but, you know, as the founder approached me, uh, you know, I was introduced by a colleague who knew that I did quite a lot of e-health projects before. And then when he explained me that model uh, at the first, I, I said, you know, I don't want to do an e-health project anymore because it's, you know, 80% politics and, and a little bit, a little bit technology. And when he came with that idea and said, well, that's, that's a very strong proposition because you can turn around that people get some kind of control and they get, empowered uh, some kind of towards the healthcare system. And that was some kind of, let's say, even so it's not finished, I, I still believe that this is some kind of the best thing I did uh, so far. Excellent. Uh, Reto, what is the most important lesson you've learned over your career? Um, you know, and for me, it's, it's that it's not that much, or, or let's say it's not so much important that you are convinced that something is good. It's much more important that people understand it. And, and this is something, uh, you know, I had, uh, it's, it's in the business and also towards, uh, let's say, consumers. It's um, even so a business model makes perfect sense. You don't have to explain it in, in terms of, you know, explaining business. You have to explain what is in for the, the user. And, and that is something uh, where we struggled quite a lot in the, in, in the early phases of Health Bank because it's not that easy model, to be honest. 
And of course, you know, if you think about, <clears throat> let's say, five years back, you know, no one really cared about data privacy and the value of data. And, and therefore, at that time, you know, that was horrible when we explained the model and people said, mm, well, might, might be a good idea, but, you know, hmm. and that, of course, that was quite some work behind to explain the value of it. <clears throat> well, Reto, as you think about health data and privacy, why is that important to you fundamentally? I think for me, for me, the main thing in it is, is it that just, um, you know, you behave in the healthcare system, you don't behave normally as a normal customer. Uh, I, I always, you, you more feel like, uh, you know, uh, the thing that has to be treated. And, and I think that having the control of personal health data to reuse in a second, uh, in, a, in, a, in a different context, or to be able to some kind of uh, get, you know, advice based on this information, this, this all will empower people that also in the healthcare system, you can behave like an informed customer. And I think that on the, on the long run, that will help that, that, you know, you can make better decision about your own health and life. And that means at the very end that also the healthcare system will, will be more efficient. So that's, that's, I really believe in, in that. And I think, you know, if you look at um, regulations, let's say here, here in Europe, but, but now also, uh, you know, similar to the, the EU's GDPR, the US public health program, Medicare and Medicaid have recently announced that we will actively prohibit health data blocking by IT vendors. And, and favorite technology, which give free access to data. So, so where, there is a, a movement in that direction. And, and therefore, I think that is, that is really important to balance this kind of, you know, between you as a, as a patient uh, to be more an informed customer in, in that sense. <clears throat> what is your superpower? Uh, you mean in health bank? <laughs> no, you personally, Reto. What is your superpower? Um, you know, I, I'm absolutely convinced that this is the right thing, and then I'm, you know, I I go even more than the extra mile. And of course, uh, we have a we have a great team, and and I think we also have a, a, a an excellent technology partnership, which has built some kind of this traditional healthcare systems, which give us on one side reputation that this is not just, you know, a nice startup thing where there's a nice concept, but not really some kind of a solid, uh, solid ground. Uh, and, and that's some kind of, I think, very important if you want to scale that and if you want to generate trust. And beside that, you know, this is, this is special in Health Bank is we have a, a huge board. We have a, a huge advisory board. Of course, you know, no one really can think of health bank is not a good idea. It's just a question whether we are able to execute. So therefore we have really uh, great, great people on our advisory board, even, you know, quite some also from the U.S. <clears throat> well, Reto, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. We really appreciate it. Before you go, would you tell people how they can learn more about Health Bank Cooperative and how they can connect with you personally? Um, yeah, first of all, you can go to the, to the website. It's called uh, healthbank.coop. 
so C-O-O-P, or you can go to healthbank.info, which is our landing page for the STO. And of course, you can, you can uh, write me an email. It's uh, reto.check. Uh, I hope you can some kind of underline at healthbank.coop. Uh, and, and I'm happy to answer, answer any question on that. And mainly, you know, if it comes from the U.S., because for us, that is very interesting what's happening there. Yeah, fantastic. Well, again, Reto, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. We wish you every success in helping the world to uh, uh, better secure such vitally important uh, personal data. So thank you very much for the interview, Dan. All righty. Let's do some good. At Caring Crowd, we believe everyone has the power to make a difference. Through our crowdfunding platform for community health, we empower passionate people to drive real change. Whether you work for a nonprofit organization, volunteer, or want to get involved for the first time, you can post a campaign on Caring Crowd. Join us because caring is where change begins. Thank you for listening. Devonthorpe's mission is to end extreme poverty, improve global health, and mitigate climate change before 2045 by finding and sharing the stories of those who are doing the most good. You can join with other listeners to accelerate Devon's mission by visiting helpdevon.org right now.